Hey guys, we're back. I'm John. I'm here with Oliver. Today we have a guest speaker. It's my wife, Ashley. We're very excited to have her um, for chapter 12. A quick overview. I'm going to use the title of my Bible study of chapter 12. It says, God promises a nation to Abram. All right. That's awesome, man. Um, if, if you want to support us, uh, please uh, like and subscribe and comment. And hey, Ashley, good to see you again. Hey, thanks <laughs> I, for having me. Yeah, I wish I could say the same for you, John. Anyways, let's, <laughs> let's, let's move on. Okay, let me turn us off. No, uh, <laughs> let me start off with some prayer dear heavenly father we just thank you for this time we thank you for this fellowship we thank you for your word and lord we just pray for more revelation over this chapter and, and over the word of god in jesus name we pray amen amen okay abram's call chapter 12 genesis now the Lord said unto Abram, Get thee out of thy country, and from thy kindred, and from thy father's house, unto a land that I will shew thee. And I will make of thee a great nation, and I will bless thee, and make thy name great. And thou shalt be a blessing, and I will bless them with that bless thee, and curse him that curseth thee. And in thee shall all families of the earth be blessed. Okay. I uh, does, I have a couple questions on this one. Just all right. And I, no, I that, just a couple. Okay. And this will be my primary area of um, discussion. So just three, three scriptures, technically just two, verses two and three, I've kind of I got a lot for you, but um, I'll try to condense it for you. But you go first with your questions. Okay. All right. So why do you think God wanted Abram to leave his, his kindred? Like, so he's leaving his whole family. It sounds yes. like he's even leaving his mom and dad. It sounds yes. like he still lives with his parents. I would just like to point out 75 and still living with his parents. But, I mean, look how things are going now. But... <laughs> You can't even buy a house nowadays until right. the 40s and 50s. Right. <laughs> if ever. But what do you think? Like, why do you think God God wanted, specifically wanted Abram to, to leave and to move to another location? That's all. Well, I have thoughts on that. But I mean, I'm curious if John has any thoughts on that before I run with it. I mean, my thoughts are the land where he was currently at was really evil and very corrupt. And the Lord was going to move him out of there. Um, also, this is a big faith thing, too, because like you said, he's leaving his family. He's leaving an area that he's familiar with. He's going into a land that at this time is not even named. So he's walking by faith. So he's basically packing everything up, telling his wife and telling some others that, we're moving and they're probably asking him where are we moving to and he's like i don't know god just says pack up and move so this is a big faith um that's a leap of faith right there Holy leap of faith. absolutely yeah it is huge and god jesus will often do that to to hit you know his servants and and so 
as you walk your life with Jesus, most likely there's going to be times where he is going to call you or ask something from you because he has got a purpose for you. And so Abraham's purpose is huge. It's huge. This land, this great nation is going to be Israel. And, and so he did have to get, I believe he was in Haran. And so he did, he had to get out of the area that he's in because he's going to be starting to build Israel, like through his descendants. And so he needed to leave that area. Also, uh, I didn't study this. This is just kind of going off the tip of my tongue and just kind of what's in my mind right now. But sometimes when you are doing God's calling and you do need to leave, not in all cases, but sometimes your family, sometimes the certain people you're hanging out with because they might not have been the best influence either. And so sometimes when you're, when you are doing God's calling, you may have to leave behind whatever it is that he's asking you to leave behind because it could be a distraction as well for what's coming. But in this case, he had to, you know, I believe head down South um, because that's where Israel is going to be. And he is starting to, like I said, build, build, all the descendants that will be coming from him, which will form Israel. Mm -hmm. Okay. That's really cool. Okay. So yeah, that's, a, I mean, obviously he had clearly must have had a lot of trust in God. To do definitely. This. I, definitely. I just imagine like um, just the travel, like imagine the challenges that he must've had to run into. Like, oh, yes, I, I would not want to be in that position myself personally, but I'm not Abram. So mm -hmm. <laughs> like, I, I don't know if I could do that myself personally thinking about it like just like maybe like obviously he's got his whole family so some of the family stayed right or did they all come i don't no. know i think it oh go ahead john oh yeah i think some of the family did stay back um it does name it does say that his wife went um so, when you read on it says that his nephew came nephew lot came and then oh, some other but but yeah, I believe that a lot of people stayed back. Okay. All right, and enough. I will share a personal um, story with you. So when we're reading the word of God, sometimes, especially with the Old Testament, you know, we're learning from more of a historic perspective. Eventually, we're going to get into prophetic chapters too. But at times, you know, we're reading and we're like, okay, this is a good piece of history, but we want the word of God to 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 also help us in this season that we're in the word is alive and active and i came from a pretty broken home and i had some dysfunction in my family and i remember when i came across this scripture like years ago this gave me freedom saying it's okay ashley to like not leave my family but i just had some unhealthy ties and and knowing that Abraham was told, no, you, you need to leave like your father, like that actually helped me to release things from my family because I knew where God wanted me to go. And it was okay that I released some of my family members to the Lord and trusted God with them so I could move forward with what God had for me. And so this verse is actually really personal to me as well, like on a personal note. Yeah, that makes sense. I, I can see how yeah, you can take the yeah. verse and 
and put mm -hmm. it to your life. I know there's parts of it that I even, yeah, I think everybody has had that yeah. in their life where they're maybe the, they need to make some changes. They realize they got to make some changes mm -hmm. and they need to distance themselves from, it's, it's not like, it's, it's interesting because it's like, I've done it myself with uh, friends from my past where like, I've just been basically like, okay, I'm mm -hmm. just not going that direction in my life. Mm -hmm. So I'm yep. going to go down my road and I'm going to have to just like basically cut you loose. Right. I, I didn't. And it was right. Because I, and I know maybe at the time I could have done it a better way, but I did. It was just like tear off the bandaid. Let's go. Right. That kind right. of thing. Um, I could have, you know, but we were just going different directions. I get it. Yep. Yep. Um, <laughs> Abram enters Canaan. Is it Canaan? Oh, hang on. Are you okay. are you moving forward? You are moving I, forward. I, I am if you guys would like to say something. Uh, I <laughs> I'm gonna go ahead and pause and probably talk for maybe 15 minutes or so. Wow, um cool. so I want to really emphasize this land, okay? So in verse two, it's mentioning, you know, God is saying to Abraham, you know, I want you to, to move um to a land. And it's going to become a great nation. So this is Israel. And I just want to talk about the land of Israel and the history of Israel. I also want to talk about because of the history of specifically the land issue, it may give us some insight on what's going on in Israel right now. And then I also want to talk to you on a spiritual note on what's happening in Israel. So I'm going to start with history of Israel and then I'm going to go into just spiritually what's going on with Israel. Is that okay with you? That's, that's fine. Would you want me to read the, the chapter? Is it the, the verses first or do you want? No, no, no. We won't even have to because everything moving forward will be something different. I'm pretty much just taking the word land and taking the word great nation. And I'm going to kind of give you like a mini commentary and that's okay. what commentaries do. I mean, when you're studying the word yeah. of God, They'll sometimes take one verse and run with it. So back to this land, this great nation, it's Israel. So I want to give you history of Israel. So you guys are going to continue to read the book of Genesis. You're going to eventually see that um, the future Israelites are actually in Egypt because of a famine. Eventually they get out because of Moses and they're going to start to head and, and reside in Israel. Well, many different empires come and take over Israel eventually oh go ahead um well i read through this and i had a question so this is kind of a good time to ask it okay um where there were people there before abraham were they not called the canaanites yes and so yes. did they become part of his following when when he arrived no um so what's going to happen is to my knowledge this famine occurs and Abraham is going to go down to Egypt, which is interesting because if God gave him this land of Israel, would God not provide for you? But I think fear came into Abraham. He went down to, to Egypt. Okay. So they are in Egypt, like 400 years. Moses comes on the scene and then the Israelites are going to make their way back into Israel. And I believe it's going to be um, a little bit of well, a lot of Deuteronomy. I think the book of Joshua, you're going to see how um, eventually Abraham has a son named Isaac who has a son named Jacob. Jacob has 12 sons 
this is going to make these these 12 tribes of Judah, and they're going to actually um, war. Joshua, it's going to be the book of Joshua that's going to really hit home into like all these different, I guess, battles um, that they're going to do to overtake and, and, and get the land of Israel. So they're going to actually um, have battles to, to come and reside in Israel. And again, the book of Joshua will expand on that. Okay. Uh, so Abraham, Abraham, he is an Israelite. Yes. He would be like technically the first Jew. I mean, that's how I would look at it. He's because Abraham is going to be like, since Israel is going to be getting birth from Abraham, technically he will be like the first Jewish person, like the first Israelite. That's how I look at it. Okay. That's cool. All right. John, would you agree? Would you agree with everything I just said? Yeah. Yeah. I would agree with that. Yeah. And that's why there's so much. I mean, when we get into Deuteronomy, when we get into the book of uh, uh, Joshua, you know, um, there's just so much in regards to this land that the Lord promised to Abraham and um, for them to actually be on this land. It was a lot of years, a lot of years after that, that it actually mm-hmm. happened. Yeah. So I, because I read the chapter, my questions are geared towards the chapter. I didn't like, I didn't know we were going to do that, do this, for, which is fine. It's fine. But mm-hmm. I, I've got to say it because it's going to be sitting in my head. And I'm like, I got to say it. But yeah. it does touch on it. Um, so we know that there were Canaanites there. Like, how do you think the Canaanites felt when when Abram and his followers and his family showed up and then started putting like a temple, not a temple, but an altar on their land? Because that's saying something. That's saying, I'm not leaving. If I'm putting an altar or something on someone's property, which is how they would feel, that would be to me you're instigate you're saying like I'm, I'm i'm here to stay and i'm not leaving like how do you think they the canaanites like that's why i was curious if the canaanites became israelites like if they got amal- all amalgamated into one thing and then things got bad and everybody left i i don't know i'm just curious like i'm trying to figure it all out well i'll let i'll let john run with that because that's i haven't studied too much of that like my main yeah. my main heart is like israel and and and, and just yeah. sharing um history of israel starting more down the line because i mean technically everything you're asking is history i have not gotten that deep yet with um the people group of the canaanites i'm not exactly sure on that maybe john might know i think what we should do is let ashley explain you know the the land piece give her her insight then when we read more then hopefully i can answer some of those uh those other other questions okay if if, if that would yeah if that would work yeah that works fine yeah because i know those are yeah because when we talk about the canaanites that's uh that's you know a verse four through kind of like it goes to about nine and i know Ashley wants to focus on verse two and three because it is talking about the land. And then she wants to give a little bit of history on how we know that land is, is Israel. And then the spiritual aspect of it uh, as well. Okay. Sure. Sure. I can't help myself sometimes. No, you're okay. (laughs) You're okay. Um, And, and I'm the same way. Like I'm very, like I love detail. And even as, as a teacher, 
you know, I can get lost in detail. And I feel like my main objective right now as, as a teacher is to give people the mass overview. Whenever I'm teaching on the end times, I tell people, my goal is to give you the whole Atlantic Ocean. I'm going to give okay. you two inches deep. And then we can go deep sea dive diving later. <laughs> so you know what I mean? Because sure. you could get so lost. And so, um, so right now, and you're going to see more of this. And, you know, as you read through the old Testament, just friendly reminder. Okay. So, um, eventually like Abraham, his descendants are going to be in Egypt and Moses comes on the scene. He gets them out of Egypt and they're going to come back into Israel. Now, once they're residing in Israel, you have various empires coming and taking over. I'm going to highly encourage everyone to get familiar with the various empires. I'm not going to go over them right now because of time. Um, our first major empire was Egypt. And then we're going to have Assyria and then Babylon, Medo-Persia, Greek, and then the Roman Empire. So the Roman Empire is on the scene. And the Roman Empire is allowing the Israelites to live in Israel as of now. But in 70 AD, the Roman Empire destroys the temple in Jerusalem. And I would say the majority of the Israelites are getting dispersed. And they're getting dispersed to different areas. And, and, and I want to really focus on one of those areas, which is Europe. Okay, because that's going to be very important. So we have people that were in Israel and they get dispersed and some of them are in Europe. Now we're going to fast forward to 125 AD and we have a new Roman empire um, and he has changed the name of Israel to Syria. It's either Palestina or Palestina. Okay. So this is important for us. So now Israel is no longer named Israel. It's Syria, Palestina. And I believe if there was any other remaining Israelites, they are getting dispersed as well at this time. Now we're going to fast forward to around the 7th century, which is going to be like 601 to 700 AD. And we have the Islamic conquest forming, meaning that religion of Muslim is, is increasing. And we're getting a lot of Arabs living in Israel. Okay. So now I'm going to fast forward to the Ottoman Empire. So now the Ottoman Empire is ruling over Israel between 1300 to 1900. And this empire is mostly Muslim. Okay. Fast forwarding to 1914 to 1948. Now Britain is getting control over Israel. They, this is very important. This is called the mandate over Palestine, the mandate for Palestine, depending on, on where you're looking. This means that Britain is having governmental control over Israel. And so now the name's changing again. I believe now they're calling this land Palestine. Okay. So now we're kind of knowing where the name Palestinians is coming from. And so Israel is now known as Palestine, you've got a lot of Arabs living there. And it's now 1933. Hitler is rising. Remember, we had some Jewish people in Israel, uh, in Europe. Well, they're seeing this rise of Hitler. And so some of them are coming back to Israel, but, but not that many, to my knowledge. Well, 
World War II is breaking loose. And as we are familiar with, a lot of the Jewish people are going to concentration camps and many Jewish people die. After the Holocaust, the Israelites, those, the Jews that survived, a lot of them could not go back to where they originally lived, like in Europe and in other various places. So they had to go to Israel. And so you're kind of starting to see the conflict, right? The Israelites originally lived in Israel. They got pushed out. Arabs moved in. Now Israelites, Jews are coming back in. And, and it's causing conflict. This is around the time that Britain no longer is going to have this government governmental control over Israel. They stop it and they, well, they declare just kind of their hands with it is what they did. I'm they not yeah, I'm not yeah. I'm not exactly sure. I haven't gone yeah. that deep into the study, but they declare Israel a state. It's a big, big deal. So Israel got her name back. Well, of course there's conflict and there's and and there's a there's a battle. And Israel gets the majority of the land and the Palestinians are going to be getting that West Bank area and that Gaza Strip. And so because people may wonder, well, you know, if you go if you go to the Internet and you type in like Israel, you're going to see Israel. But then you're going to see a Gaza Strip and you're going to see um, or you're going to see a West Bank and you see a, the Gaza Strip. And you're going to be like, well, how did that happen? Now mm -hmm. you have history. And so there has been conflict ever since around land because they both think each other's, you know, the Palestinians think it's their land. But then the Israelites, you know, like, no, this is our land. And based on the word of God, it does belong to Israel. And that's just why I'm here, just to try to give some insight. And we're going to see even more clearly that this land really belongs to Israel. This is the first verse that we see that this is their land. Then we get specifics as we as we continue. Genesis 15 is actually going to go into really great detail on the actual like dynamics of the of the land. So that's a little history mm -hmm. land wise. So you can see why there's conflict around land, right? Does that make it make it a little clearer on yeah, again I, I can, why and, and I can see why both sides conflict, but I'm not gonna mm -hmm. get into that part of no, it. No, I just wanted to share with you yeah. just the, some history since we mentioned and we saw land. I yeah. it just thought it was helpful for you to understand. Yeah. So I that was that, that was yeah. So that was the history of Israel um in regards to land. Now, I want to talk a little bit about the spiritual war that I feel is happening in Israel. I think even more so than land, there's a spiritual war. That's what you feel and going on, right? Yes, now. that's what I feel. Yep, so it's like my personal view. And yeah. so um, with that spiritual war, where I'm coming from is way back even in the Old Testament, where you guys are reading, you're going to see that empire after empire is trying to kill the Jews, like all Jews. Why do you think these empires want to kill the Jews? Why? I have an answer, but I want to see maybe what you think. Why do you think they want to kill the Jews? I it's okay if you don't know. I, I don't. I don't have a clue. I mean, my okay. best guess is okay. they, I mean, like anything, I feel like the way of man is like, if I see something and I want it from you, and I have the ability to take it from you, or if mm -hmm. I see you as a threat, perhaps your God, perhaps mm -hmm. whatever, 
and I have the manpower and the resources to take it from you. If I was a powerful man, I would do that. I would take that and I would destroy you. Sure. Yeah. I like that. Well, <clears throat> a deeper answer is because Satan knew that Jesus is going to be born in Israel. Satan okay. knew that Jesus is going to be a Jew. And if you can kill the Jewish people, then Jesus is not born. So the spiritual war started way back right in the Old Testament by Satan trying to kill the Jews. So then Jesus is not born. Well, obviously Jesus is born, right? He comes on the scene. And fast forwarding to the New Testament, when Jesus comes back, because he is coming back, he will be ruling and reigning from Israel, from Jerusalem. Scripture makes it very clear that all nations will come to Israel to worship Jesus, to pray to Jesus, to be taught by Jesus. And scripture says that all of Israel will be saved. And so that gets Satan upset. <laughs> and so he is going to try to attack Israel as much as he can because of, of the prophetic narrative of the Bible. And when I say prophetic narrative, I'm meaning the words in the Bible that have not yet been fulfilled. It's still future. He, he does that. All those things I just said does not make him happy. So he's going to be attacking Israel. So that is a spiritual reason why I believe there's a war going on in Israel as well. So those are a couple nuggets that I had for you. That. Yes. Some food for thought. I appreciate it. Yes. I'm, I'm and then came on to talk about I'm, I'm, I'm good. <laughs> You're like, hmm. That was nice. Um, okay, one more note in verse three. It's so important that we honor Israel because Jesus says it right there in verse three. So when Jesus, God, when Father God is talking to Abraham and he is saying, I will bless those who bless you, God speaking over and beyond Abraham. It would be, I will bless you, Abraham, yes but also your future descendants, which is Israel. So if you bless Abraham, you bless Israel, you will be blessed. But if you curse Israel, we see it right here in the word of God, you will be cursed. And so this is why we want to, we really do want to be for Israel and we want to pray for Israel. We want to understand why God loves her so much because the word of God is making it super clear that we want to be for her and not curse her. And then when it ends with all the families of the earth will be blessed by Abraham is because, like I said a few minutes ago, Jesus is going to be born in Israel. And from my perspective, you know, yes. Jesus is the savior of the world. And so, of course, that's a big blessing because yeah. if you have Jesus in your life, I believe that's the best thing you can have. And so there you go. Yeah. So there you go. Okay. Good. Good. Okay, and now good. I'll probably just kind of, I'll stay on and I'll probably be a little quiet though. I'll probably let John run with everything else, but I'll still be here if uh, a question arises. Okay. Well, thank you okay. for sharing, Ashley. Yeah. Um, thanks, Oliver. Really okay, okay. Good. All right. Um, so I'm going to continue with my readings because I feel like I, I want to read through it. You know, this is yeah, that for it. I enjoy, yeah. but, uh, Abraham enters C C Canaan. So 
Abram departed as the Lord had spoken unto him, and Lot went with him. And Abram was seventy and five years old when he departed out of Haran. So, I mean, judged by standards, he's middle-aged at this point. By their standards back then. The way people are living, he's about middle-aged. This is a big journey for a middle-aged yeah. man. You know? yeah. And Abram took Sarai, his wife, and Lot, his brother's son, and all their substance that they had gathered, and the souls that they had gotten in Haran, and they went forth to go into the land pardon me, of Canaan. And into the land of Canaan they came. And Abram passed through the land unto the place of Sishem, unto the plain of Moreh, and the Canaanites was then in the land. So there, there are people there. I'm, I'm really curious if they kind of got absorbed into the, uh, into the Israelites. Like if the Canaan Canaanites became Israelites, right? Because, I mean, I'm just curious if that might have happened. Because that's usually, you know, because if they settled down in that land, and then if there was no war, no fighting amongst each other, then maybe they just kind of said, yeah, we like it. This works for me. The, you know, these, these people that just come into our land and we agree with them. Maybe they were all just, they all just kind of got absorbed into one thing. I don't know. And the Lord appeared unto Abram and said, unto they, thy seed, will I give this land. And there builded he an altar unto the Lord who appeared unto him. And he removed from thence unto a mountain on the east of Bethel, and pitched his tent, having Bethel on the west and high on the east. And there he builded an altar unto the Lord and called upon the name of the Lord. And Abram journeyed going on still toward the south. Was this the part? Was he the one that went up on the mountain? And the, though that was, though that was. That would have been Moses. Moses. Okay. Okay. And so I just, I'm not sure what was going on with the Canaanites and, and Abram. And then like he did build there. So as soon as you start building on someone else's land, you know, I don't know. But I obviously it worked out. Um, yeah, because I think maybe, I mean, it's like when Abraham moved in, he didn't, he didn't just announce, you know, hey, I, God promised me this land. Why are you guys here? No. Right. By the, by the time the Israelites came back to this location which would be israel that was many 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 years after abraham okay so abraham like 400 was years in. what's that like 400 plus yeah about years. 400 years yeah okay. so abraham would have moved in probably met some people and just said hey we're 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 moving we're looking for a place to stay more than likely, they said, hey, this place is open. Why don't you, you know, yeah. set your tent up over here? Okay. And so I think, um, at it, I believe Abraham did it respectfully. Um, it's just like when Ashley and I, you know, moved into a small town, there was people here. We didn't announce and say, hey, guys, uh, <laughs> we expect you guys to, you know, well, be out of here. So, yeah. You know. <laughs> And maybe Abraham, um, because I know, um, so Abraham had Isaac, Isaac had Jacob, and 
eventually when Jacob went back to the, the land of Israel, um, David Guzik says that Jacob bought a piece of land from the Canaanite named Hammer for a hundred of hundred pieces of silver. So it wouldn't right. surprise me if Abraham purchased some land from the um maybe the landowner that you know or or someone there. Yeah. So all right, that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, Abram's deception. Okay. And there was a famine in the land, and Abram went down into Egypt to sojourn there, for the famine was grievous in the land. And it came to pass, when he was come near to the enter the into Egypt, that he said unto Sarai his wife, Behold, now I know that thou art a fair woman to look upon. Therefore it shall come to pass, when the Egyptians shall see thee, that they shall say, This is his wife, and they will kill me, but they will save thee alive. Say, I pray thee, thou art my sister, that it may be well with me for thy sake, and my soul shall live because of thee. And it came to pass that when Abram was come into Egypt, the Egyptians beheld the woman that she was very fair. The princess also of Pharaoh saw her and commended her before Pharaoh. And the woman was taken into Pharaoh's house. And he entered Abraham well for his sake. And he had sheep and oxen and, and he also had asses and men servants and maid servants and she asses and camels. So this, this gets a little tricky for me, this whole scenario. I'm sure it gets tricky for a lot of people. Um, in my mind, and I know this sounds rough, but in my mind, he's using his wife. He, he's literally almost, for lack of a better word, because I don't have a better word, but he, he literally pimped out his wife for preferential treatment. That's what I'm reading is because mm. that's that's how I see it, because he's basically telling her you're going to be... Um, you're fair, you're good looking, right? I'm going to say you're my sister. They're going to invite you in. Obviously, the Pharaoh has an eye for beautiful people and we can manipulate and 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 get some things out of this. But that's what I'm reading when I read this. Um, that's what I'm hearing. And I'm just curious what your thoughts are. So first off, um, fear creeped in. Right. And instead of, Abraham trusting God with providing for him in the land that was promised to him. He he panicked and decided to he panicked because there was a well, there was a famine. Instead of asking God to provide, he panicked and said, "I'm I'm leaving. I'm leaving. I'm going to Egypt where there's food." So that was the first big that was a a screw up, you know, for him. Then, since fear already creeped in once, fear creeped in a second time where he said, hey, they'll probably kill me. So instead of me saying you're my wife, let's just say that you're my sister. <clears throat> so she agreed because they thought that his life would, would uh, you know, 
he, they thought that maybe there there could be a chance that he would get killed. So everything was like fear-based instead of saying, hey, God's going to provide, which they didn't do that. Then they moved and, and God's going to protect us, which they should have been like, hey, God is going to take care of us. So I think what happened is Abraham didn't realize how bad things were going to get. Meaning that eventually Pharaoh's like, hey, this is a beautiful woman. She's a single woman. Hey, I would love to marry her. I would have love to have a relationship with her. And things just started getting worse. And that's the problem with, with uh, the spirit of fear is it might seem something so small, something so minimal that it starts becoming big. That You start lying. You start deceiving yourself. You start deceiving yes. other people. And and uh, it becomes, it starts with a small seed, but it starts growing and growing and growing into something like this. So his intention wasn't, hey, I'm going to, um, like you said, pimp out my wife, you know, just to save, just to save my life. His intention was, let's just go in there as brothers and sisters, and then hopefully we can get some food and, uh, and, and everything is going to be okay. But it got really extreme. And when you read on, God puts puts its puts down the smack, and Abraham gets yelled at by the the king. So okay, I'm just like another thing too. Like I know, like I think we know how God would have felt about this situation. Um, obviously right um but do, what do you think like how do you think i'm just curious like how do you think sarai is her name sarai sarai would have felt about that yeah situation. sarai um, what do you think her relationship with her husband was like and with god after that you know just being put through that i know i know i think uh abraham here here's how i view the conversation abraham yeah. would have been in like so much panic probably crying and saying, hey, they're going to kill me. They're going to kill me because you're so beautiful. Um, because you're you're my wife. They're going to kill me. And so she allowed, instead of her standing up and saying, no, God's going to protect us. God, God has us. Fear creeped in with her as well. So See, then they're like, okay, let's just do this. Let's just lie. Um, and then when things started creeping in, like, um, she was introduced to Pharaoh. Then, probably they're getting ready to get married. She's probably thinking this is this is a disaster. This this got this went way more south than it should have. This reminds me of like Adam and Eve, right? So remember back in the day, it was it was Eve who took the bite, and then like Adam kind of fell, and then um in this case it was Abraham, you know. Now we have fear. I don't know if there's really fear in the Garden of Eden. But here um, we have Adam is the main one that like takes a bite of fear. And then Sarah, because eventually her name will be changed to Sarah. You know, Sarah's like, well, okay. You know, and so it was interesting. Like sometimes when one takes a lead, the other just follows. And and that just kind of reminded me of that. And. So that's my, that was just, I just thought that. So I'm like, oh. No, I, I appreciate your input. I really do. I'm glad you have no. it. You're putting it in there. Um, I, 
I feel this is interesting because like I know and we've talked about it and John you touched on it a lot too like I've been you know different places in life and I've heard different the way some people can be like I my grandfather was a minister and he was a very like fire and brimstone kind of minister I didn't know him that well because I was just a child but I just know some of the stories but anyways I and I just don't it never to me it never I never wanted to be like I don't want to fear God I want to I want him I want to love God I want him to know like do you like obviously there came a point where like Abram started fearing God but like I a, do you a, think he no. was wrong do you think he was wrong to fear God do you think like cause Abraham, a lot of people so Abraham to fear him I wish Abraham would have feared God because he would have done things right he would have stayed in his land. God would have provided. When when we use fearing okay. God, yeah. it's you have to give the right answer. Yes, it's give them the of definition respect. of fear of God. It's yeah. more of a respect. Hey, I I honor God. I respect God. I glorify God. God is worthy to be praised. Mm -hmm. Um, that is fear. That is fearing God. I trust the Lord with my heart, and lean not on my own understanding. I know God's going to provide for me. That is a fearing. So fearing of God, it's not the fear of um, when you watch a horror movie yeah. or you walk into a um, burn in hell if I don't do things exactly right. Exactly. Right. Exactly. So it's not the fear like Abraham had the fear of like, I'm going to die. Oh, my word. They're going to kill me. Um, or if you walk into a, a bad situation, you could have fear because of bad things that are happening to you uh, uh, around. That's not that's not the same as having the fear of God. I want to have the fear of God um, because it's it's honoring him. It's glorifying him. It's trusting him. And I wish that Abraham in this situation would have had the fear of God because then he would have stayed. Okay. And he probably of, wouldn't have lied about Sarah. He lies about her again in a couple of chapters. <laughs> That's what fear does. That's why we have to be yeah. so careful with fear. But the Lord still blessed Abraham. That's a good father. He still came through, even though Abraham made a couple mistakes, you know. And so there you yeah. see the father's heart. And so, Oliver, I'm sorry that you got to experience like the the bad fear of God. Yeah. Like, no, I, I, like, like it I shouldn't said, be I, like a scary shame roar. Yeah. It shouldn't be like that. Yeah. I wasn't afraid. I, I just, I went, I, I heard stories about, you know, and I'm, I'm just trying to make, like, I know that there are like the fire and brimstone kind of preachers yeah. out there. And that's yes. all I was making a point of. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. And then okay. there was one other thing when I was reading this and I just felt really, it, it really bothered me. So basically like women at this time, even amongst, uh, with Abraham, a Abram, right. They're, they're basically to me, what I got from this originally was like, women are not exactly high up on the, the totem pole. Like they're, they're basically being used to barter and traded and for breeding basically. Like does God ever actually talk about, in the Bible about like how women should be treated. Like, does, mm -hmm. does it ever come up? Like, I just, I'm just curious because that's what I'm, I'm kind mm -hmm. of feeling like this is what's happening with poor 
especially Sarai, because she's a fair woman, right? An attractive woman. And uh, I was just curious if it ever talks in the Bible, if there's any anywhere in here about how, you know, women in particular should be treated. Correct. So let me say this. So in regards to this situation, God was not the one that told Abraham, go to, to Egypt, yeah. tell them that this is your sister. You know, I mean, you see God, God plagued Pharaoh because oh, okay. of this yeah. situation. Mm -hmm. And then Pharaoh is yelling at Abraham and saying, why did you lie to me? You put right. me in a bad situation. So God is honoring Sarah and saying, I don't want any other man to have a relationship with out Sarah. Right. Right. Exactly. Out of wedlock. Um, and yes, yeah, in regards just to humans in general, yeah. We do a poor job on not respecting women on how they should be respected. And there are scriptures and uh and maybe Ashley can um um jump in, but there are scriptures that talks about that men and women are created equally. We have okay. different roles, mm -hmm. but that doesn't mean that a man is better than a woman and a, or a woman is better than a man but we are created equally we are created in god's likeness we are created in god's image so um i just got really fired up with poor sarai or sarah you know i just i got a little fired up with the whole situation that's all and we but, should get fired up it's like abraham what are you doing dude this is your wife this is someone yeah. that you need to respect this is someone that you need to protect from, yeah, from just, the world just you wait you need yeah. to stand up as a man and protect yeah. your wife and not right. put her in this hor horrific situation okay fair enough well yeah and you just wait until what lot does now that fires me up i can't just wait until you get into a few chapters but like okay. john said even though you see these things in the word of god that doesn't mean it was god's will it was free man falling under fear or whatnot but um back to your question like anywhere in the bible does it say like how to treat a, a lady uh, i think there's a few different places and then if you just look at the biblical narrative of certain stories and how god used women that's going to also show you that women are are worthy and are you know like john was saying like they can have a voice or whatnot. And so like, for example, I mean, even when Jesus was born, um, they end up going to the temple and there was a, a prophetess named Anna and like God highlights Anna. Right. And then um, there's other women in the Bible that like did amazing things. And so just the stories of different women doing things shows you that a woman like has dignity and whatnot. Yeah. The verse that come to my mind was, when it's talking about marriage. And so, yes, I mean, this is more hitting home with husbands, but it says in scripture, like husbands, you need to love your wife as God loves the church. And so that's a pretty high call. That's a pretty high standard. And so uh, 
How does God love the church? Well, he loves her with compassion and kindness and validation. And so if a man is to love a wife that way, I mean, that also shows you that a woman really does need to be taught, be treated well. And so a man is going to fall a little bit short of that level. But he, he will. He yeah. will. But he he's going to try his hardest yeah. or he should try his hardest. And so yeah. um, that that came to my mind. But yeah, no one's perfect. We're going to make a mistake here and there. Yeah. Okay. I, I appreciate the, the input guys. I really do. Yeah. I'm just, I'm curious. I got to ask. It okay. is. It's a lot. No, you're good. God, okay. So I'll say this and then you can move on. God's standards for men are high standards. So, and you said, Hey, it's gonna, it's gonna be tough to meet those standards, but those are, we need to, we need to try to get to, to that, that, that standard because Christ came and died for us, died for the church. Mm -hmm. So God, Christ gave his life up for the church. And so are we giving our life for, for uh, the woman in our life? So, but yeah, the standards for, um, for women and men are very, very high. So unfortunately the, the human, the humans that, um, perverted so and if you go back to the and if you go back to the greatest commandment is to love the lord your god with all your heart soul mind and strength and the second second commandment is like it love your neighbor as yourself and so i mean that even shows you too like you are to love everyone rather whether male or female you are to love them do you know what i mean there's and so i mean that would be another verse just to throw out there but okay yeah yeah thank you so yeah. God sends plagues and the Lord plagued Pharaoh and his house with great plagues because of Sarai's Abram's wife. And Pharaoh called Abram and said, what is this that thou hast done unto me? Why didst thou not tell me that she was thy wife? Why sayest thou she is my sister? So I might have taken her to me to wife. Now, therefore, behold thy wife, take her and go thy away. And Pharaoh commanded his men concerning him, and they sent him away and his wife and all that he had. So I guess my questions is, is like, I mean, how do you think Pharaoh found out? Just did someone actually say something? Uh, like did, 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 uh, Abram come to him and tell him like, this is what happened. Like he, there must've been a point where he's just like, okay, why are all these bad things happening? But you can't tell me the first thing that came to his mind was, oh, maybe it's because, um, you know, Sarai is actually Abram's wife, not his sister. Like who, who do you think came to him? Um, it could have been, uh, like in regards to to this, it could have been uh, people that were right next to Pharaoh, meaning that he actually would listen to them. Okay, okay. So, so they must have found out somehow. They, they were like, "Hey, we're being we're being cursed." Right. So there was a lot of like in regards to Pharaoh and the Egyptians. There's a lot of like witchcraft going on here. Mm-hmm. In regards to Egypt, a lot of demonic stuff going on. So it wouldn't surprise me if Pharaoh had some witches and warlocks some next to him saying, "Hey, dude, we're 
you know, the true God, the God of Abraham, you know, is uh, cursing us because this and this lady is actually his wife. So it wouldn't be surprising if there was that going on. But I just feel kind of like God punishes Pharaoh. And I'm like, Pharaoh technically, like as far as I'm concerned, he didn't do anything wrong per se as far as Pharaohs go, right? Like he didn't know, he didn't know, but yet God is punishing the Pharaoh. Uh, yeah, about, like, and maybe, and maybe uh, there was a, maybe God and, and a, I don't know, maybe there was another way that God wanted to do it to stop from Pharaoh marrying, yeah. you know, Sarah and having a relationship with her. Um, but God is all knowing and God's like, hey, mm -hmm. this is the only way that's mm -hmm. going to stop Pharaoh from yeah. moving forward. So, uh, yeah. All right. Uh, another thing, like just from reading that, I'm like, do you think uh, Abraham, like at, at some point, you know, accepted fault or like took responsibility for his actions, what he did during that whole thing? I think so. You think he did finally? He he apologized. Yeah. He said, "I'm sorry. I shouldn't have done that. I lost faith. Maybe. Okay. Fair enough." Hey, hey, I got a good verse for you, Oliver and John too. Yeah. When it comes to like God's judgments, because I literally wrote in my Bible, I'm like, "Well, Lord, I'm like, why? I'm like, Pharaoh didn't do anything wrong. I had the same, you know, same thing." And I went and I studied, like I studied more about God's judgments because sometimes his judgments seem harsh, right? And so I'm yeah. like, where is this coming from? And uh, I came to this Bible verse. It's in Romans chapter 11 and it's verse 33. And it says, oh, the depth of the riches, both of the wisdom and knowledge of God, how unsearchable are his judgments. And his ways past finding out. So there's going to be times that we don't know why God judges the way he does. But he knows what he's doing. And we just have to trust his leadership. And so I love that I came across that scripture. Again, that was Romans 11 verse 33. Because there are going to be times where maybe he seems a little harsh. But we just don't know the full context. Like We don't really know what's going on. Mm -hmm. And so we just have to be like, all right, Lord your ways really are unsearchable. And then we have a Bible verse to back it up. So I, I go to that now all the time when I'm like, why did he do it like that? Well, because sometimes yeah. his ways are just unknowing and we just got to trust him. And you said of Romans, Romans 11? Verse 33. Okay. Okay, perfect. I love Thank it. You. I love it, yes. This, this is kind of why I'm glad we talked about this and discussed it because this would have been... There's so many situations, and you've experienced it, especially with Matthew, John, anyways. And we'll get to why I feel the way I feel about Matthew someday. Anyways, and, and I get flustered. But um, anyways, had I have read this and not had someone to talk with and cross this over with and go through it, I would have come out of this being like, okay, Abram's a con man. He's a confidence guy. And because he, they're saying, because at the end of it, it even says like, and all that he had. So they sent him away with all that he had accumulated as far as wealth goes in Egypt and left. I can see that he's faulty. And I think we discussed that man is faulty. Yeah. We, we make mistakes. 
and I can I can see that. But if had I have not gone through this, I I would have come away from this with so far to me Abram is a confidence slash con man. So I'm glad we <laughs> talked. It, it helped me. <laughs> Good. Okay, guys. Chapter twelve. Oh, beautiful topic here. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed it. Let me close this in prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we just thank you for this time, and we just thank you for your word. We just thank you for uh, for those that are viewing this, and Lord, we just pray for a supernatural blessing for them. So, Lord, we just uh, glorify your name. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 And if you want to help us or uh, support us, like, comment, subscribe. That'd be wonderful. Thank you very much. <laughs>